Hello, and welcome to Underneath the Hat Podcast. I am your host, Sheree Simmons, and today's topic will be Get Your House in Order. You can find me on anchor.fm slash underneath the hat. I'm also on Apple, Google, and wherever you'll be able to find podcasts. I'm so excited to come to you today. I, this past week, have received some sad news about two people in my family. One that I grew up with and one that I was raised around that they have been called home, meaning they've passed away. And it really hit home for me because both of them were just a few years older than me. And all while I've been reading the Facebook posts and hearing different things from different people in the family, I've realized that during these last couple of months of this last decade before we go into 2020, it's time for us to get our house in order. What do I mean by get your house in order? If you've ever heard that saying, it really means to get yourself together. Get things in order that are not in order, whether it's you physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Get yourself in order so that when your time comes and everybody time will come, you'll be ready. And it reminds me of a song by Curtis Mayfield called People Get Ready. It says, people get ready, there's a trainer coming. You don't need no ticket, just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesels humming. Don't need no ticket, you just thank the Lord. And it also brings up the scripture, 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 through 2, that says, in those days Hezekiah became ill and was near death. The prophet Isaiah son of Amos came to him and said to him thus says the Lord set your house in order for you shall die and not live and hearing about these two people that I've known for years and knowing that I was just a few years younger than them and seeing all these stories on the news of people going missing never to return to their families I realized that we need to get ourselves together. It is so much going on in this world today. And we have people walking around like zombies. We're immune to the foolishness. We're immune to the killings. We're immune to the racism. And we're not trying to do anything To make ourselves better. And I'm a firm believer in paying attention to the small details. The relationship that I have with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is not the type of person that will yell. But when he has to, he will. With me, he speaks in whispers. He can show me something, tell me something. 
and it can come in any way. I've learned things and got messages from God from something someone else said to somebody else from watching television, even my ratchet shows. I have heard messages from God in the smallest of the ways. And then there are some times where I've been hard-headed and done things my way and didn't follow when he told me to do something the first time. And he's had to scream and yell at me. And there have even been moments where he's had to remove me from some places and from around some people. And he just had to abruptly pick me up and drop me and remove me from situations that he didn't want me in. Even though he had given me the clues and the hints and the red flags and the signals saying abort, get out of there. But I refused to listen. And so hearing about people around my age, losing their life, and being called home helps me realize that no man knows the day or the hour. And so in order to make sure that we go to meet Jesus, we need to make sure that we get our houses in order. It baffles my mind that One thing a lot of us don't have is life insurance. Now, I have been blessed enough to where I have a job with Chicago Public Schools that offers insurance. But I also have separate insurance policies for myself and my husband. Because I have been through enough deaths in families I have been to enough funerals where I have seen families struggle because they're not able to bury their loved one. And it, I'll just tell the truth. It baffles me that we have to do GoFundMe pages asking people, strangers, people, and yes, they're a stranger if you only talk to them on Facebook, strangers, associates, friends, for $10 here, $20 there, doing fundraisers, selling chicken dinners um, to bury a family member. And then it, it also baffles me that we live these lives that we know may ultimately end in death. And if it does not end in death, you know that it won't cause you to have a long life, and yet we don't prepare for what we know could happen. And it's time for us to get our houses in order. If you have an addiction that you know could ultimately kill you, then I'm going to need you to take the same amount of money that you use on those addictions. Save up. Take one day out of a week of the amount that you would spend on your addictions and put that money into an account under your pillow, in your shoe, in your closet, and just collect one amount a week for a month. And you have already saved your life insurance payment for that month. You even have funeral homes now that do pre-planning where they will, hi KB, where they will come to your home and plan your funeral for you, with you, 
and you pay a monthly amount so that by the time the Lord calls you home, your funeral is already planned. It's time for us to get our houses in order. We can't keep living our best life and not having everything prepared for when this life ends. And then we leave it up to our families and friends to bury us. It's not fair to the people who are here who not only have to grieve the fact that we'll never see you again, but now we also have to sit here and be stressed and worry ourselves ultimately in some cases to death because we don't know how we're going to bury you. Now, I've been told, well, you, you know, you, you got things set up and, and, and you're um, more prepared than other people. I have a living will. My living will changes every time something in my life changes. If a, a nephew was born, a niece is born, when I found out I had a stepdaughter, got married and had one, she was added to my will, uh, everything down to the penny has been divided, written down, copied, given to people. And I'm only 37. But I also... I'm smart enough to know that the Lord is going to call me one day. And when he calls me, I want to be ready. I'm going to be ready. And I need the people who are here to just have to grieve for me, not to sit here and stress themselves about how they're going to bury me. And so I make the sacrifice of paying extra money in addition to the money that's taken out of my account every two weeks for my, for my job, but also an extra insurance policy so that my family can be comfortable when I'm gone. I don't want to be a burden to my family while I'm here and one when I leave. So it's time for us to get our houses in order. It, it, it amazes me the fact that people will sit here and do whatever they want to do. Drink whatever they want to drink, smoke whatever they want to smoke, party, do all these things, buy these apple bottom, these red bottom shoes and, and, and these clothes with other people's names on it, spending hundreds of dollars on clothes and bags and purses and belts and gym shoes. And then when it's time to bury you, we got to sell your stuff in order to bury you. Like that baffles me. And <laughs> some of my family says that. Oh, you're so harsh. No, I'm not. Because if you know that what you're doing could ultimately take you out of here, I'm going to need you to be smart enough to put up some money in case we have to bury you because of it. Now, there's a chance that the Lord will change you. You'll be redeemed. And the life that you live currently won't be the life that you live years from now. Have seen it happen. But you should at least plan for the future. We just have to get our life in order. We got to get our house in order. I don't want my family keeping me in the freezer for three weeks because they don't know how they're going to pay for me to be buried and let's talk about that if your family to all these people out here who want to sit here and put up a front and want everybody to think that you living your best life y'all got it like that 
And if you have to post a GoFundMe page, you shouldn't be having a $12,000, $10,000 funeral. You might have to cremate somebody. Sorry to say it, but you're going to have to live within your means. They have a saying that you sitting here with caviar dreams on beans and cornbread money. If you can't afford to bury someone in a ground because it costs to open up that ground, it costs to close that ground, it costs to put them in that box. And if you real big, bad, and bold, you want to get a tombstone, that costs too. It costs to dress that body, embalm that body, get flowers and put it on that casket. So you need to consider all these things. And if you know you don't have the money to cremate them, which is cheaper, then you definitely don't have enough to sit here and try to ball and and make them send them out in style when you sitting here robbing Peter to pay Paul. Sometimes you have to live within your means. Stop sitting here trying to put on the front and make everybody think that you have something that you don't. Because the moment you put a GoFundMe page out, you let us know you don't have it. So that means you need to reevaluate what you're doing, boo, and, and do what it is that you can afford. Because I'm going to tell you now, I'm not about to go broke trying to pay, bury you. Now, if it comes to me paying my rent, my mortgage, my car note versus burying you, you will be cremated. We'll do a great memorial service and we'll say a prayer. But I'm not about to be standing at no hole that I didn't spend $5,000 on to put you in because we all going to be living in that hole. Because that means I'm going to have to stop paying my mortgage in order to put you in there. It's not happening. We have to get our houses in order because our day is coming. And stop trying to keep up with the Joneses and make everybody think that you got it bigger than you do. Because the moment you hit submit on the GoFundMe page, the secret is out. The secret is out. We have all lost somebody or known somebody who has put out a GoFundMe page. And we talk about them. Family members talk about them. Friends talk about them. Look at them. I just saw them a couple of days ago smoking and drinking on a vacation. She just told me that she spent $500 on red bottoms. And now look at her asking me to get $20 so she could bury her brother. Really? Now, my family's a little... Um, some of my family members are a little perturbed with me because I refuse to be a part of the foolishness. I'm not about to do it. I'm not about to sit here and put no money on no gun for me page. I'm not about to sit here and pay no $10 for no chicken dinner. I'm not about to do it. Because we all knew, we all know how our families are living. And for you to sit here and condone that foolishness, knowing that there's a possibility that something could happen as a result of that foolishness, then these are the consequences you're going to have to suffer. I'll be transparent. I have a brother that is incarcerated right now. And once you turn 25, my mother had insurance on him. Once you turn 25, you need to basically 
reevaluate, renew the insurance. Because the person whose name it was under at the time that my mother got it, he was under 25. So he was like basically of age where she could sign for him. Once you reach 25, I guess you're considered an adult. And so they needed his signature. So it lapsed. Well, he's been in and out of jail since he was 16. So she couldn't get it signed. So today, after hearing of these people in our family or in our extended family who have passed on, it made us reevaluate. What are we going to do for my brother? We need to get some insurance on him. And I told my mother about the pre-planning. You can call a funeral home that does it. They'll come to the house. You pick out your casket. You pick out what flowers. You pick out what services you want, how you want the service. And the person can be alive sitting right there planning their funeral. You pay something every month, and you get your business taken care of. Now, I had to do this with my first marriage with my stepmother. She was ill, had different um, illnesses and, and ailments, and we knew that we couldn't get her regular insurance because she went past the, medic, the physical. And so we did it through a funeral home here in Chicago. They came into our living room. They brought the book. We picked everything. Every month we paid a certain amount of money. By the time she passed, which was maybe a year and a half, two years after that, we didn't have to pay anything. Everything was already paid for. We need to change our mindset. No one is going to live forever. Everyone is dying faster and more often than they have ever passed. People are diving into these various drugs that are killing people instantly. They're drinking themselves to death. Stress is causing them. They're being killed and beaten by police officers. You can get hit by a bus while waiting on one. You can get uh, kidnapped like some of these kids and women have been doing, disappearing, and no one knows where you are, and then they find your body. Anything can happen. You need to get your house in order. We need to get ready. We don't know the day nor the hour. But just like a clock, we know that the hour is coming. So I just wanted to come on here today. This was not my intended topic. But when the Lord says move, I do what he tells me to do. The whole purpose of this podcast is to discuss things that we deal with underneath the hat. And this was something that needed to be dealt with because we are leaving this earth at a rapid rate. Rarely do you hear about nowadays of someone dying in their sleep, dying from natural causes. Lately in the news, it's been by some other cause. We need to get our houses in order so that we are not a burden to the people that we love when we leave here. So I want to thank you all for listening. I pray that something that you heard today helps you to reevaluate your situation, have a conversation with your family about planning for the inevitable. It's going to happen. We are all going to leave here. We just don't know when. But I would rather be prepared than have my family running scared. So, again, I want to thank you for listening to Underneath the Hat. You can follow me on Instagram at smsimmons10 or at Underneath the Hat. 
I'm also on Facebook at under Cherie Simmons, underneath the hat, or Y-L-A-A-T 2017. You can also check me out on my website, CherieSimmons.com. Again, thank you so much for listening to Underneath the Hat Podcast. Check me out on anchor.fm slash underneath the hat or wherever you can download podcasts. Until next time, remember to take care of yourselves underneath the hats.